All right, welcome everybody to this edition of The Edge on 2XZone.com. I am joined by current Shark Fights heavyweight champion and former WWE TNA superstar Bobby Lashley. Bobby, thank you so much for taking the time today. Oh, man, my pleasure. Hey, Bobby, so you're the current heavyweight champion of Shark Fights MMA promotion. Uh, you got that championship with a victory at Shark Fights 21 last month, right? That'll air, by the way, on December 30th on Fuel TV. So this was your first fight under the training of Josh Barnett, right? How was the preparation for that match? Oh, man, it was great. It was just kind of something different. You know, I've always, I've always ran my camp um, kind of very sporadic, but I was just kind of jumping all over the place. This time, we just kind of came with the game plan. And the game plan, I think, was the, was the difference in the match. You know, when you have a game plan, you go in there a little easier, calmer, and... Um, you don't, um, you don't have that adrenaline dump to you because all you can do is stick with the plan. So it was a good training camp. When you went through that match and, and you won it, how did it feel? I mean, that was your first championship in mixed martial arts, right? Yeah, yeah. It felt good, man. It was, um, it was just kind of one of those things that I needed in my career at the time. It just kind of went something so I could show that I had a little direction to where I was going. You know, I'm eight fights into it, and, and I just felt like, you know, finding a good place so that I can call home for a little while and get So what you talk about shark fights? So what was it about shark fights that that made you kind of finally say, yeah, that's where I'm going to go? Well, one is they, they were having a fight around the time that I was wanting to have a fight. That, that, that was the most important thing. Uh, and then, and then two, they they had a little TV exposure because um, you know, a lot of people want to see my a lot of the fans that I had and people that I talked with and just media in general. They they want to see me fight on TV. So. Um, so uh, reading about you and your past and I mean it sounds like you've got an amazingly rich background you graduated school with honors you've got all these years of wrestling training under your belt you trained with America's top team served the US Army so look, in your eyes does having gone through all that give you an advantage over someone else of a, a less let's say diverse background Sure, of course. I actually saw there was a training video of you for your pre-fight circuit training that was online. Let me yeah. just say, I was watching it, and I just want to say, wow, first off. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, now that you're the champ, is if it's even humanly possible, do you step up that training even more now? Yeah, you got to. Uh, I think stepping, stepping up training in, in mixed martial arts is not adding more weight or, or adding more time than anybody who starts to It's just stepping into competition. So um, we're going to go to different places and, and fight and kind of get some, some different opponents. I think, you know, it, it always makes your opponents make, make how tough you are. If you have a bunch of, I'm, I'm sorry, training partners, like, if, if you have a bunch of training partners that aren't so tough, you only can get to certain levels. So um, my next training camp, which we're going to be starting in, in the next couple of weeks, 
has a bunch of guys that are going to come off. A different level of them. Some great jiu-jitsu guys, some great stand-up guys. I've been working with uh, like Peter Art and Jerome Lubana down there. I want to go to Japan get a little bit of training with those guys. So that's the thing that's going to change in my training is just the level of my competition and and um, and training partners and, and just really tightening up some of my skills in some of the areas that I don't use as much. Sure, sure. So, so you're really running the gamut. You're going kind of all out, just training every every place you possibly can, just to be the best, huh? Gotcha. Yep. So, as far as let's talk a little about about your wrestling history, the transition from pro wrestling to mixed martial arts. There's probably nobody that's got a more notable name, you know, besides yourself than than a guy like Brock Lesnar, who did the same thing, and he became pretty, you know, successful. I think we can all safely say. Um, so a lot of folks, when they talk about you, they talk about Brock's name in the same breath. So how do you feel about that when folks draw those types of comparisons between you and Brock? Well, I think they're going to draw the comparisons just because I mean, we're the only two people doing it right now. That kind of wasn't both. Yep. But I, I think just because the rights that I had in WWE so fast, it was kind of like his, but not to the extent that his. I think we have a lot of similarities between the two, so it's, it's an easy comparison. And, you know, I appreciate that. But um, I still have a lot more to, to set to keep up with him because he's, I mean, he's winning the UFC title, so I got a little bit more to catch up. <laughs> Let's talk a little about your early career in pro wrestling. So how did you how did you actually get your start? The first time when I got a start was when, when Kurt Angle, uh, chicken Blyder, went to train coming out of their training, getting ready to wrestle one. He talked to me for a little bit. He said, hey, man, you might want to try it out. I want to look into it. And then, and then I talked with Bristol after that. So between talking with Kurt and meeting up with him at the training center and then talking with Bristol afterwards, um, just seemed kind of like a really good deal. And, and they offered me a, a deal to come down and train at OPW. And it was, a, it was kind of a crossing period of my life anyway. And I thought it was a, a good opportunity, so I ran up there. And, and from then on, I just, I just trained, tried to learn as much as I can. Yep, yep. Um, so OVW, when, when you started down there in the farm system, as some might call it, did they give you a special gimmick down there? How was that experience? Yeah, it was good, man. Because I had an opportunity to work with a couple different people. I worked with Cornette for a while. Then Lance Storm was training, training us down there. Lance was incredible. Incredible person also. And then, and then Paul Heyman came down there. So he was putting our shows together. And man, Paul Heyman is a genius. So, I mean, I, at, at that time, towards the end of my time down at OVW, that's when Paul came in. I think that was probably one of the funnest times I had in wrestling, man. Did you look at it as fun or just a job or both when you were wrestling? I looked at it as fun. Because it was fun. I mean, it was, it was a lot of work, of course, but if you enjoy what you do, you really can't call it work. Let's talk about WrestleMania for a little bit. So, you worked your way up and, and you made it. WrestleMania, they say, is the pinnacle of every wrestler's career, right? So, what was your first WrestleMania experience like? I think it was WrestleMania 22? Yeah, that was with the, with the Money in the Bank match. The Money in the Bank, yep. Yeah. That was a great one. It was a fun one, also. So, I mean, even, even getting an opportunity to be on that, that roster, somebody that to that show, was incredible. So, I mean, I was happy to see you there. <laughs> And then, Next year afterwards, with, of course, the, the pinnacle pinnacles was mainly dancing at that, that WrestleMania. That was even bigger, better, and I mean, that was a dream come true. 
So then I guess as if you couldn't top that, you became the next year pretty much the main focus, right? With the Vince McMahon, Donald Trump feud. So oh, yeah. how did that work? So you're feuding with your boss on TV. How, how was that? It was a good time, man. It was a good, it was a, it was a good time, but it was a tough time. <laughs> Do you have to be careful? <laughs> yeah, you have to be careful. <laughs> no, I think you really have to be careful on that. <laughs> he was pretty open, man. It was it was a good it was a good fun battle. I mean, we did that for such a long time. We got so much out of it. That's a lot of work. I mean, we at that time we were on ECW, we were on SmackDown, we were on Raw. So the workload was was rough, man. That's yeah, that was a huge build up. On every track, to pay per view, to pay per view, to every one of the shows we were on, it was a big good time. It's a blast. We had so much energy out the crowd. It was a really good people. Can only imagine. Uh, so, what about when, when you finished up with WWE, and then uh, you kind of made an appearance in TNA for a little while? So, how did how did that come about? Well, I think at that time I, I talked to Kurt. Once again, I kind of called him up afterwards. Just kind of see what was going on. He said he was having a good time down there, and uh, I said it was a great company. It's not so tough on the body, you know. He just, he doesn't do what you just think. Time he said, if I want to check it out and give an opportunity, he'll go with me on the Dixie and I think we can do something. We talked for a little while and I was like, you know, I still love that. I still wanted to get, I still wanted to be out there. So I decided to go over there. And while I was over there, it was a good time. Yeah, I know a lot of fans were definitely happy to see you. You were, you know, a big name being brought in. What, uh, if you had to compare between TNA and WWE, what, what would be the one thing that sticks out, the difference between the two? Just the atmosphere. Just the atmosphere. It, it's a little looser atmosphere over TNA. And, you know, everybody's just really relaxed, really comfortable. And WWE, you know, everybody's saying, it's a little, little tighter there. You know, everybody's talking for the position of, of being on top. So you got to watch out for that. But then the structure's there. You want to cross any boundaries. You want to, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of things dealing with politics. So over there, it's a little tighter. I think that's the only thing. That was different. And between the two, you know, the atmosphere, it could be good or bad either way. If it's too structured, too tight, then it could be good or bad. If it's too loose, it could be good because you get to do whatever you want, but it could be bad because people really take advantage of that. True. And, and I guess that's pretty cool that you got to see both sides of it, right? You got to see both companies, yeah. how they operate. Yeah. Let's talk about your MMA career, your transition a little bit. How exactly did that happen? I mean, was that a, that wasn't another Kurt Angle move, was it? How do you feel being, you know, a guy who was a, a big name in pro wrestling, you came over to mixed martial arts, and it seems like, you know, the internet, the the media, whatnot, 
you're probably more scrutinized because of that background, because you came from a wrestling background. So how do you handle your critics? I embrace them. <laughs> That's <laughs> fine, man. I don't really get on and read all the, the chat rooms and blogs and everything like that. I'm, I'm just not into that. So I knew, I knew coming into it, a lot of people were going to say, oh, no, you should be coming into this because what they don't understand is they don't understand that I do have a martial arts background, so I did pay my fees. I paid several years. Right. Like 20 years of my life, so half of my black belt and red, I'm against your black belt or brown belt or blue belt and something else, let's do it. Your first, I guess, match in this stint in mixed martial arts, that was against Josh Franklin, was it? Yes. And you won that fight pretty convincingly, so talk a little bit about that fight. That fight was, came out there, he threw a kick at me, and then my heart started racing, and I was like, I gotta try to finish this as fast as possible. <laughs> Playing, grabbing, kicking, throwing anything I can to try to stop it. <laughs> Total you adrenaline. Know, everybody, you know, they, they, they say that they can fight. They want to fight. I had a gym, so I had to come in every day. They said, hey, I want to be a fighter. They have like a whole project full of tap out t shirts, so they're pretty much already a fighter. Fear of death coming all the time. I want to fight. And then we get them in that sparring session or something like that, they fail. And the same thing when they get into the cage. And when you get into the cage, just like man up. Yep. Your heart's just start racing and everything. That's how it was my first time. I got to give it no sugar pill. Like if I came up with a lot of energy and power, while I was racing, I just wanted to over it as fast as possible. <laughs> so I started bringing we went down to the ground. I was born some more. And the next, you know, I looked up and his whole head split open and he's just gushing blood everywhere. <laughs> it was a sigh of relief. <laughs> I guess that's one way to put it. Uh, yeah, one of your fights after? after? You know, it's, just, it's just the more you get out there and fight and train or do whatever, the more comfortable you're going to be. So do you feel more comfortable now that you're you're a couple fights in? Yeah, I did not more comfortable. You had a fight against Mike Cook, and he was the guy that came down during his intro wearing a Rey Mysterio mask. How, how'd you take to that? Well, I was kind of pissed. So you had you had a fight shortly after that with Bob Sat. So this is a guy that went on on so Jay Leno right and he demonstrated he can crush an apple with one hand, and you single handedly stole the show. So talk about that fight. Bob is Bob, man. Bob is Bob's one of those guys that's extremely dangerous, but it take that bit of danger away from you for a second that he's gonna kill you, and that's all I did. I mean, I knew he was gonna turn on the screen, heavy blows, hard blows, but. I mean, I had to put him on his back, and it's a whole different story. And that's what it was. He didn't want to have no, no part of it when we went down the ground. But I think if I fought him again, man, um, from knowing Bob, I know him now, I, I'd probably want to stand up with him a little bit. He's got some heavy blows, but I don't think he's as fast as he is a hit yet. Yeah, it, you could totally see where that fight was going. When when you got him on the ground, it was it was all Lashley from that point on, basically. 100%. Yeah. Yep. 
so what about I don't want to talk about it too in depth, but uh, I got to touch on it. Your your fight with Chad Griggs. So you got the loss and you were on the shelf for a little while. And if you don't mind talking about it health wise, was there what was going on after that that fight and how are you feeling now? I'm feeling a lot better now. I, here's what I think you got to get. I got to get, get right with it. I was dealing with a little bit of sickness at the time. I had a little mono. But I mean, I, I went through a whole training camp. So I can't really blame anything, but not really having myself prepared. But, uh, you know, the, the bad thing about the match is I, I'm more lost that match definitely. Because it wasn't a case where I was being dominated and Stopped. It, was, it was the case where I was pretty much handling the entire batch and just kind of ran out of gas. So that was my fault. So is that something you're working on more, the endurance aspect of it? No, because it wasn't really you no know, endurance. It was, I, I mean, I, I came back and I was doing some work and everything like that and just kind of pushing the endurance because I knew that because I, I was doing great through camp. But when I went back, I really had to take the time off. Because I had a, I had a little case of mono, which kind of just sucked back. Right. So now, now you're seven and one, right? Yeah. What uh, out of those, out of all the fights, which one would you say was the toughest challenge so far? Uh, uh, toughest challenge. I, I really don't know, man. Because the ones that I won, I won pretty quick. So. Didn't really see what the guy was, was So what's your your next step? I mean, I know it's it's kind of the the probably one of the most asked questions of you, but do you see something like UFC in your future? Is that one of your goals? Yeah, man, we're open for everything right now. I'm just I'm here training, staying ready. So we don't really know what our move is right now. I know we have a few options that we're kind of looking at right now, and uh, whatever it is, we're gonna we're gonna for. Uh, I think uh, I think my man should talk to the strike force a little bit to go back in there and do some fights. Uh, I don't know what, what the deal is. I know that he may have felt for come out in conversation. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I'll find out within the next few weeks. Okay. So, I want to talk a little bit about you. So, I mean, I, I'd venture to say that you're not only the amazing athlete that we've all seen, but a pretty savvy businessman as well, right? You've got the uh, you've got a gym, you got a, a website, right? How how's that? Yep. Oh, the, the gym is the gym is my um pretty much consumes most of my time right now. The gym is there. It's something that I've always wanted to do. So I put a lot of my time and effort into it. Uh, the gym's going great. We just moved from uh, ten thousand square foot gym to. The 20,000 square foot location that has pretty much everything. A whole process section has mats, a couple boxing rings, and then another cage. Um, so we do cardio, 
Yeah, what's the uh, what's the gym's website? Okay, ATTL. Okay, and that's that's in your hometown in Colorado. Yeah, well, it's in Aurora, Aurora, Colorado. Okay, you you have any plans on maybe expanding out? Do you see something like that in the future? Yeah, I mean, right now everything's going great with the, with the gym. So if it keeps going the way it's going, then we'll look at um, possibly looking at another location down down the road. Awesome. So you mentioned the website, Bobby, just before we wrap up, what's the best way for your fans to reach out to you? Are you a, a Twitter user or Facebook? Yeah, I try to, yeah, I try to do all of them. Let's, um, let's say Twitter and Twitter under fight Bobby probably be the best way. Okay. And anything that you want to just throw out there or say to your fans? Not man, I mean, um, just to keep up with me on, on, on the Twitter or on, um, Facebook, Sounds like you're firing on all cylinders, Bobby. It doesn't sound like it slows down for you. Yeah. So just like Bobby said, everybody, remember, you can follow Bobby on social media, uh, facebook.com slash fightbobby, twitter.com slash fightbobby. Uh, you can follow Shark Fights on, online at twitter.com slash sharkfights. And don't forget, you can watch the very first airing of Bobby Lashley versus Carl Knott uh, for the Shark Fights Championship. That'll be on December 30th, only on Fuel TV. So, Bobby, thank you so much for today, for being with us today, and the best of luck to you as you start defending the uh, Shark Fights Championship. My pleasure, man. Well, there you have it. That was Bobby Lashley talking about his early career, his mixed martial arts career, and also giving us insight into his championship bout that is to be televised on Fuel TV. Don't forget to check it out on December 30th as he faces off with Carl Knoth. That's going to be, again, December 30th on Fuel TV. Check your local listings or your cable or satellite provider uh, for details. And make sure you check us out at 2xzone.com, home of the edge, the best in pro wrestling and mixed martial arts. Check out the website, 2xzone.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash 2xzone. Or follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 2xzone. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>